This is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 89 of the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Ginny Carmichael all about how to build and create an author website. But first, to last week's question, which was, what would you call your memoir if you ever wrote one? First in, Rishi said she would call it sim- uh, she would call it But I Smile Anyway. Linda said, I loved every second of this episode. I think I'd called my memoir Tango with the Fuck Ups or something like that. Um, Lita loved uh, Linda's dance theme. Uh, the memoir from my childhood would be Waltz with Weirdos. <laughs> I love that. Um, Erin McKnight said, such an interesting episode. I absolutely loved it. I have to say mine would be titled No Regrets. While things have not exactly turned out the way I imagined, I can honestly say I would not change them. I'm happy with the person I am. And if I change, and if I change some sense of what made me this way, uh, that may not be the case. Kerry Hardisky said, uh, I think my title would be all the times I pretended to have my shit together or how I learned to stop giving a fuck about other people's opinions. <laughs> I love that. How rebellious of you. Uh, Victoria LK Williams said, this is easy. My cover creator decided a couple of years ago I should write, write one and gifted me a cover. She used a picture of my front entry where I write. Someday I might even write it. And she has shared the cover in the Rebel Author Facebook group and it says the enigmatic garden, which I love. Uh, Deb Jensen said A for effort and Amber said trial and error colon mostly error (laughs) brilliant I love these titles they probably gave me a giggle Um, okay so this week's question is have you got an author website and how did you find the process of setting it up all right controversially this week there is no book recommendation however I am recommending my own course Uh, so the anatomy uh, the anatomy of prose the senses course and the reason I'm recommending this is because S.W. Miller uh, gave me a very lovely testimonial review uh, on the Thinkific website uh, and I thought I would share it with you so um, S.W. Miller says the anatomy of prose uh, the senses was a worthwhile investment and completely blew my mind on their think about or write about the senses in the same way again. If you want to learn how to deepen your descriptions, power up your prose and supercharge your sensory imagery, then you need to buy this course right now. From filtering to foreshadowing and subversion to the importance of smell sense, Sasha's got you covered. As for those of you uh, thinking I've tried video courses and they don't work for me, no excuses. Don't like video? Download the audio. Prefer to read? Then get the transcripts. Sasha's work and never disappoints and I can't recommend this course highly enough which just made my day I thought that was a lovely review and thank you so much for taking the time to review it um and if you guys would like to uh, uh do the course then you can uh I will leave a link in the show notes or you can visit sashablack.thinkific.com forward slash courses slash senses I think there is a quicker url which might be sashablack.co.uk forward slash senses Yes, but I will, either way, I will leave the link in the show notes. All right, so in personal updates then, 
Right, we are in June. If you want a chance at being included in the Rebel Author Diaries anthology, uh, then submissions, the submission window is closing this month. You only have a couple of weeks left to get your uh, stories in. So uh, the closing date is the 30th of June and that will be the 30th of June my time in the UK. Uh, so if you don't get your story in, <laughs> you are going to have a chance of being involved in the anthology. So yes, if you want to be part of it, please, please, please do submit your stories. I cannot wait to read them all. Right, so in personal news this week, uh, this has been half-term week, so sort of been a bit of this, that, and here, there, and everywhere. Um, I am trying to think what I did. Mm. I've been working on like the resource downloads for uh, side characters and uh, the, some of the marketing side. I got the pre-order up. Oh yes, <laughs> that little old chestnut. Okay, so the pre-order for uh, Eight Steps to Side Characters, How to Craft Supporting Roles with Intention, Purpose and Power uh, is live. Now I say it's live and I would say three quarters of the pre-orders are live. So if you read on Kindle, then it's live on Amazon. If you read on iBooks, it's live on Apple. Uh, I believe you can now pre-order through Overdrive and, and whatnot. Um, what is not live is Kobo and uh, what else is not live? The paperback pre-order is not live either. The reason for that is, oh, and I think Google Play isn't live. Um, the reason for that is uh, I need a file and um, I'm just waiting a little bit before I put the uh, files up because I want to make sure they're as close to done as possible. So, because basically last time with the Anatomy of Prose, I had to keep uploading new files and uh, Ingram like locks out at some point and I just want to make sure I upload as close to finished uh, file for the paperback so that none go out with errors. There was an error with contents pages last year. So yeah, I just want to make sure. So it's a bit of a pain for people who want the paperback, but um, it is coming. <laughs> I am releasing on the 29th of July, uh, so there's only a couple of months to wait. Uh, yeah, so I have been working on all of that in the background. Um, this coming week, I will be recording with the audiobook that I will be getting that done by the end of June. So then that will probably be out in, don't know, July or August time. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, basically, I'm trying to get uh, as much of the launch stuff done, I would say before the middle of June, so that when my son finishes school on the 20th of July, I can take a bit of time. I will obviously have to do the launch, um, but then I'm taking the first two weeks off of August. So I really am like buckling down and just quite frantic at the moment but in order to have some time off after that um, and also I'm really excited to go back to fiction like I really want to get Trey and Sirens done and published this year which they will be absolutely done um, it's hard to juggle both launching or like the launch marketing when it's you on your own and you're doing it all by yourself and um so that's like one mindset or one like headspace and then to switch hats and then to go back to being creative. I find that quite difficult. Like I like to just do the whole thing and then get it done and move on to the next project. So yeah, I'm finding that juggle quite difficult, but uh, I'm going to try and read Victor, which is the second book in the series this week because um, 
I read the first one a couple of weeks ago and now I'm going to read the second one and I've been putting off reading it because I need to read it right before I start editing uh, Trey so that um, it's as fresh as possible. Um, so yeah, I, I am very excited about all of these things and um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else going on. I don't think so. Like I'm just busy in the background uh, trying to do launch stuff. I've, I'm, I've got a couple of speaking gigs coming up, uh, which I'm sure I'll talk about later. I'm trying not to book anymore uh, because they take up quite a lot of time. Um, I do love them. I love, love, love like engaging and like getting to speak kind of live and like have people in the room um, and like talk to them afterwards and stuff. But also it does take up time and, you know, when there's only one of you and you're trying to just publish books, it's it's hard to do all of those other things. But I'm I love doing those other things and so I refuse to give them up. And so thus I shall just continue to be rammed all of the time. Um I have also been working on the masterclass. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week. I'm going to do a masterclass, uh, live teaching masterclass for side characters. Um, I had originally intended to do it launch week, but I have actually now decided I'm going to be doing it in September. And the reason for that is um, it's manic uh, running up to the launch and I just don't need to add any more ridiculous amounts of pressure on me um and if I want time off with my son then I cannot do the masterclass in August so I'm I'm going to let the book be out for a month and then I'm going to have the masterclass in September early September when the kids are going back to school because then I'll have more time and headspace and all of that good stuff and then you'll get the best me as well so yeah I'm really excited about that um I will be setting up the pre-order though in advance for that pre-order the purchase link whatever um for that so I would say in the next if it's not done next week it will be the week after um so I'll have a finalized date for that uh and like I said before it will be um you know quite not uh, it won't be very much money um so yeah hopefully you know you'll find that useful you'll get um an hour session from me and then a Q&A afterwards where you can ask me all of the questions so yeah I'm really excited um about that as well um I'm actually kind of giddy excited about that too. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't, actually can't wait to do it. I can't wait because I'm a little bit scared as well. So like, I think it will be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like doing things that make me scared. I'm like a sicko. <laughs> I don't know why I like that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I reckon that's my uh, update for this week. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Mm. Oh, I'm very excited. Next week, I, or as you hear this, I will be halfway through a competition intensive. So um, I don't know if I talk about it that much on this podcast. I know I talk about it a lot on the Next Level Authors podcast, but um, I competition is my number one strength, like in terms of Clifton strengths. And uh, there's an intensive like course next week. So I'm learning all about that, which is going to be super fun. Um, and then, so as this goes out, this will be going out on the 9th of June. It's Friday the 4th of June right now. Uh, but as this goes live on the 9th of June, the following week, uh, will be my next Rebel Author Patreon Live. Um, we do like poison and prose, writing, questions, giggling, general like support and stuff. So uh, that's the 16th of June. So if you want to be part of that, then um, 
head on over to patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black, Sasha Black, Sasha Black. Um, and yeah, you can find out more about that there. Alrighty, so Rebel of the Week this week is Eden Collier. Eden says, when I was 20, I attended my first large-scale Pride event in London. It was the day after same-sex marriage had been made legal in the US across all 50 states, and I wanted to go and watch this historic moment in person. The atmosphere was electric. I've never really experienced anything like it before or since. I was sitting outside a coffee shop on Baker Street where I ended up chatting to one of the float managers. I was to I told them it was my first big pride, and at this they told me that they needed a few more people at the front of the parade to wave the flags, and would I be up for it? Well, five minutes later I was at the front of the London Pride Parade with nothing but open road between me and Whitehall. It was such a magical experience and I would do it again in a heartbeat. That is so cool. I can't believe we got to lead the whole of uh, the Pride event in London. That is fantastic. What a cheeky rebellion. Um, we, as I said last week, we are very low on uh, rebel rebellions. Rebel rebellions? Author rebellions. Mini rebellions. Rebel of the Week, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, so yes, please do send me in your stories. If you would like to be a Rebel, rebel of the Week, then you can by emailing me any kind of rebellion, big, small, or something in between. You can email your Rebel story to rebelauthorpodcast at gmail.com or you can Instagram me at Sasha Black Author. No new patrons this week, but a whopping, stonking, enormous thank you to all of my existing patrons. If you would like to get uh, early access to all of the episodes as well as bonus content and join me for the live Poison and Prose sessions, uh, then you can from as little as $2 a month by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. This week's episode is sponsored by Pro Writing Aid. I have personally been using Pro Writing Aid on and off for the last few weeks now, um, as it is an editing software, and I personally find it absolutely amazing. I use it as my last line of defence and as a like grammar checker style editor and writing mentor before I shop my manuscripts off to my editor. Pro Writing Aid is about more than just finding grammar mistakes. It helps you learn good writing techniques as well. It has 20 different writing reports that make suggestions and then offer detailed explanations. They also have videos and even quizzes to help you understand the reasoning behind their suggestions. Writing can be grammatically perfect but still feel awkward and clumsy. Pro Writing Aid searches out elements like repetitiveness, vague wording, sentence length variation, overdependence on on adverbs, passive voice, overcomplicated sentence constructions, and so much more. Of course, Pro Writing Aid will never replace a human editor, rather it helps you to self-edit to a deeper level so that when you send it off to an editor, they will be able to focus on the meat of your writing and not spend their time fixing basic writing issues. There is a um, link in the show notes for you to find out more about uh, Pro Writing Aid, and I highly, highly recommend that you do. And there's also a rebel uh, discount code in the show notes as well. So please do go do yourself a favor and go and check it out. As Ginny runs a done for you website service, she has very kindly offered you a discount if you mention the rebel author podcast uh, interview when you head on over to her website. So um, if you want to find out more information about her done for you website service, then you can by uh, going into the show notes and clicking through to her information and please don't forget to mention this podcast so that you can get your lovely discount. 
All right, enough from me. Let's get on with the interview. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Author Podcast. Today I am joined by Ginny Carmichael. Ginny is the founder of Novelly, a platform that offers a new way for authors to build their websites. After seeing so many authors ask questions about how to do this or that with their websites and getting frustrated with technology, she knew she could do something about it. She built Novelly with the sole goal of making websites simple for authors. When she's not working on Novelly, Ginny loves helping authors with their tech problems in various groups and finding new books to read along the way. Hello and welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I am absolutely delighted to be talking to you. Before <laughs> we dive into the questions, what kind of books do you like to find? Um, well, right now I'm really into um, kind of young adult um, fantasy books. They're kind of my thing. I didn't read them as a teenager. I'm reading them as an adult yeah. now. But yeah, that's <laughs> what I've been into lately. Oh, well, seeing as that is like my genre that I adore, any recommendations? <laughs> What have you loved um, recently? The Glass of Thrones series um, mm-hmm. by Sarah... J Mass. J Mass or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've loved that one. <laughs> I will. I think I have the first one of that series on my shelf somewhere. <laughs> Actually, I think it's literally right here, right behind me. Um, oh, but nice. anyway, yeah. Yeah, it literally is. I do have it on my shelf to read. I, uh, I'm i always funny with Sarah J Mass because she gets hyped so much. And so I'm always like, ah, uh, because it's like the thing that everybody talks about. So I'm like, I just, I don't know. And then I'm always worried I'm going to like be disappointed because, you know, you get the hype and yeah. then it either is or isn't as good as you think. Or sometimes yeah. it's even better. But anyway, yeah. all right. Enough about Sarah J Mass. Tell everyone, <laughs> tell everyone a little bit about you and how to how you came to where you are today. Yeah. So I started about well, my journey seven years ago um, by deciding after I graduated that I was going to move to Costa Rica with my boyfriend instead of taking a full time job um, like what was expected of me. Um, so, yeah, I moved to Costa Rica and then uh, we didn't my boyfriend had an online job. Um, I didn't. So I needed to make money. Um, so, yeah, I first started as a romance author, actually. Um, I published a few books and it was doing okay, I guess. Um, but unfortunately, I realized that it wasn't for me because I would spend like an hour writing and I would just be wiped, completely wiped. And then all I would do is tweak my website instead. Um, so then I realized that maybe, okay, being an author is not for me. I'm spending way more time on websites. So maybe I'm going to like do something about that a little bit. Um, So then I became a travel blogger a little bit. So I started a travel blog where I kind of put like all um, of our travels uh, in there. So like, yeah, me and my boyfriend kept moving around. We did Costa Rica, Mexico, um, Croatia, Greece, Bulgaria, like we traveled a lot. Um, And yeah, so I started a travel blog. And then again, I kind of felt like um, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Um, But having that blog really helped me kind of um, hone my web design skills a little bit. So then I started a web design business. Like I decided like, that's what I like. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so I started doing that for some um, one-on-one clients. Um, then as I got better at that, I decided to uh, actually start making um, 
some themes for bloggers. So instead of working one-on-one, I would create like a product that I could sell like so many times. Um, and um, yeah, just kind of make like some income that wasn't attached to the hours that I worked. So I could take time off if I wanted. Um, and then when I got really good at that, which is about like a year ago, that's when I decided to create Novelly, uh, which is kind of its own platform for authors uh, where they can come just bring their books. And I set up all the website stuff for them. Um, one of the things that I would love to be able to do more is travel, but we have um, a seven-year-old who is busy shouting from upstairs, who should be asleep. Um, and so it makes traveling difficult because obviously we have to be here for term time. But one of the reasons yeah. that I wanted this particular like business and career was that flexibility. So I'd love to be in a position like in a couple of years to be able to take him every summer holiday to a different country, like for six weeks. And, yeah. you know, there's only so much of a country you can really absorb when you're there for only two weeks, like in a short, short holiday. And obviously you can get a lot, but not as much as like really living and breathing there. And I'm like, well, we have this six week block in the summer holidays. And I want to (laughs) like, yeah, I want to be in a position to take advantage of that. Um, Funny you mentioned Costa Rica. You're not there anymore, are you? No, no. Right now I live in in BC in uh, Canada. Uh uh-huh. we're, yeah. we're done traveling yeah. okay. the pandemic kind of like didn't help so yeah my uh one of my really good friends Chris lives in Costa Rica so that's why I uh I was like oh Costa Rica like I have friends there too <laughs> um okay so I I know you've covered it a little bit but would you like to tell everyone about the service that you actually provide yeah for sure um, so yeah, I decided to kind of try to bridge the gap um, between authors having to hire a custom web designer that costs, you know, like two grand and higher prices and doing it all themselves. Um, so the, pro- the service that I provide includes like everything that you need to get your website set up. It includes hosting and includes emails. I'll help you integrate your newsletter. I'll help you. And like, if you have any like tech issues, like I'm there for you, like I'll help you set up your contact form. Like the whole website is optimized uh, for authors. Like I built it from scratch myself. Um, So everything is made for authors. Um, so yeah, you just kind of bring your book, add them like um, on the back end of the website and then they'll pop up everywhere they need to go. Um, so like unlike a website like uh, Squarespace or Wix or even your own website where you'll create like a page, put your cover, your blurb, and then you have to go to your homepage and edit your homepage too. And then your series page manually, like you just put it once and then it goes everywhere. Um, and yeah, like I've thought a lot about like, you know, when a reader lands on your website, what do they want to see? So like I've optimized like the homepage for that and like everything to kind of make sure like all the information that a reader wants is right there. And yeah, I offer all of that to um, the prices start at $29 a month. So I think that's very affordable. Basically, I'm doing all of that for you with um, the gamble that you will stay for long enough that I will make my money back basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's amazing because I tell you the amount of hours I spent trying yeah. to make a website to work properly, and then God forbid something goes wrong and it's oh my God, it is horrendous. Yeah, um, yeah I, the only reason I, I keep my website the way it is is because um, like it's been that way for like eight nine years. So, um, but yeah, I I um, I tell you, if I was starting out now, I would absolutely have somebody else just do it for me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So like what, what 
like everybody talks about how important having a website is and you know as an author you need a location for readers to find out stuff about you but you don't have to have like an all singing all dancing like fancy pants thing so like what is the minimum viable requirement for an author um like today for their website yeah um the first thing that i would start with for sure is getting a domain name um because they're only like ten dollars a year it's really not like a big investment and it will secure that domain name for you um for like yeah for your website but also for your emails um it's really annoying when you're trying to find like your domain name like three years later and it's like taken uh, somebody else is selling it for like two thousand dollars and you can't like buy it anymore so if you're just starting like just buy your domain name now for your pen name um so or you if your domain name is taken you can always do like pen name author.com or something like that then once you have that domain name you can also set up your email um a custom email address um which will be really useful for your newsletter if you're setting up a newsletter you'll also need um that to kind of be more bit more um less like spammy looking to newsletter softwares um then once you have that domain name i'd say you can set up like a website pretty much anywhere you can set it up on wix you can set it up on squarespace you can learn wordpress if you want to um, you don't need anything like um, super complex, like just like show the books that you've written, um, show like a little bit about you, um, a way to get in touch with you. And also like you want to make sure your newsletter is like somewhere. You don't have to set it up like comp- like in a complicated way that's like integrated with your website. You can just like have a tab in your menu that says mailing list that goes to the landing page that like MailAlive provides you or MailChimp or something. So you don't need to make it complicated. Just as long as those like parts are there, uh, your book info, your a bit more about you, your mailing list, a way to get in touch with you and like social media links. I think that's a good place to start with. And so like once you've got, you know, the simplest version of a mailing list page and you've got your book info and you've got your basic website, like what what is the next step? Like if an author was going to like throw some time and energy at sorting out their website or perhaps they're, you know, perhaps they've released their first book and, you know, now we're at sort of book maybe three or four like what should they be doing with their websites to maximize their usefulness like in their business i uh for authors that yeah are ready to spend the time on their website i'd say the first thing to really look at is how mobile friendly your website is because i think that is like super important like 50 percent of your like visitors are going to be on their phone so make sure that it works well um spend the time to like make sure there's no like overlapping boxes or text that is like off the screen or things like that um also like if you have like pop-ups make sure they're clickable like on on mobile in case sometimes like you won't be able to exit and it's really annoying because you can't get to the information I've had that problem Um, before (laughs) in an older version of yeah and I was like I don't know how to fix this (laughs) yeah it was very painful yeah um and then after that say make sure your branding is coherent like for a minimum viable like website like if you have like a landing page from like um mirror light or like book funnel or something like um, you can do it, but like once you're ready to get into your own website, like then I'd say try to make everything the same everywhere. So instead of having, you know, a landing page on BookFunnel, maybe have it on your own website so that 
the reader feels like they are still like on your own like content. So it, there's kind of like a flow that like, you know, you're still within that ecosystem. Um, and then I'd say try to like have as much information um, on your book as possible, like as many links as you can get put on your own website. Um, make sure to, yeah, like redirect readers to the right places. Um, your newsletter can be like a lot more highlighted, like prohibited, like at the top of the page, make sure that's like um, really obvious, like um, spend the time to kind of optimize it. Um, also making sure that you have quite a fast loading website. If you have like a 3000 pixel cover that is showing in this like mini spot, it will take so long to load. Um, so just make sure that the size of your images are like, proportional to what they're displaying so that your website loads faster. Um, and in adding things like Google Analytics and Facebook Pixel, like track your users, know where they're going, um, be able to like retarget them and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's what people were spending their time on their websites should be doing. <laughs> it's like hearing you talk, I'm like, it has taken me so many years to learn like some of these things and even like the Facebook pixel I know I have it on my website but um so I know it's like in my Facebook ads manager but like have I used it no no I haven't and it's been there for like literally probably like six or seven years so I probably have a gigantic yeah. audience now to like be able to retarget. that's great yeah like it, it's good to do it early because then you have that information if you want to use it because if you want to like suddenly start doing Facebook ads and you have like nothing then you'll be like oh okay, like I can't do this right now, but if you put it like right now and in, the, in three years you want to use it, then you have all that information. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for me personally, I always have like a, a, like a mindset block when it comes to tech. I find it incredibly difficult and then like really rewarding afterwards so like I recently <laughs> uh changed the theme on because I, ha I have like a WordPress um site and I changed the theme and it took out an entire week a working a full working week to like get everything changed to make sure it all yeah. synced up properly to make sure the images went squiffy and then of course like the moment I finished something vanished off the front page and I was like oh. I don't understand where it's gone and like, <laughs> you know, like and there was just there's so many different things you know and it there are like it it, it like if you want to do it well there are lots of aspects to it and it's it's a different language as well you know like your pop-up yeah. banner and and then it's not just creating the pop-up banner it's the imagery and you know making sure that it's all on brand and then it's the copy mm -hmm. so like making sure that your wording is attractive and appealing to um pardon me encourage people to jump on your mailing list um okay and so like in thinking about all of those different things what are some of the most common mistakes that you see uh, writers making with their websites i'd say like the there's kind of like two types of mistakes that people make um the first one is that their website is like kind of hard to use so again like those pop-ups that aren't clickable like not mobile friendly um, just kind of hard to navigate like you'll try to open the menu and maybe it won't work or something like that so like um, as an author like you can just go through your website and make sure that everything is clickable or like there'll be like links that don't lead to anywhere um, like something you can do about that too is have somebody um, that knows you just like sit down at the computer in front of your website and tell them like this is your goal and like let them do it and then see like what they do like if they click somewhere that they shouldn't click then maybe there's some confusion there so like you need to kind of 
um, maybe rethink a bit like your layout and such. And then the second thing is that um, in terms of content, um, authors won't necessarily have like um, kind of money-making content on their website. So they'll display like maybe their blog about like um, kind of maybe more their personal life, like up at the top when really it should be like their books because that's why readers are coming to your website to see like, um, so just kind of, um, yeah, take a, a look at, um, you know, what your goals are with your website. Is your goal to kind of become like your reader's friends or is it more to actually sell them like your books and such? So like, um, or maybe it's like your newsletter is more important to you. So make sure that that content is at the top um, and that, yeah, you have like kind of the relevant information in the right places and to not like overloaded um, with things that aren't necessarily as important or like keep those for like another page other than the homepage maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so many authors find it hard to sell themselves and that like permeates through every aspect of their life <laughs> from like finding it yeah. hard to talk about your books to actually putting your books front and center on your website and yeah. <laughs> like all of it, all of these things. I don't know what it is. I think it's, I don't know. I think over the years we've been taught, I say that in air quotes that, you know, selling ourselves or, um, you know, things that we have created it, it is wrong in some way. I don't know. It's bullshit. Like everybody yeah. should be able to sell themselves. You know, we're mm -hmm. proud of, of the things that we've created. It took a long bloody time, a lot of sweat and tears yeah. to do it. So we should be proud. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things with a lot of terminology. So are there any simple things that authors can do to improve their website analytics? Um, when it comes to like analytics, um, like if we mean in terms of like um, like page views and things like that, like getting traffic to your website, I think that the most important thing to figure out is um, what your goal is with your website. Really, like you know, your website is not there to like just be there. Like it should have a goal. If it doesn't have a goal, then like it's not really doing anything for you. Um, so like, yeah, figure out what your goal is and how to get your readers to do that. So like your goal is to sell books. So let's say like, if you look suddenly at your analytics and then you see that people come to your website, stay for like 30 seconds and leave, it might not look good compared to like other websites, but if they come to your website, stay for 30 seconds, click on Amazon and go buy your book, that is absolutely fine. That is a great thing to happen. Um, so yeah, make sure that like, you know what you want your readers to do when they come to your website, because I believe that um, for author websites, they're useful not to attract new readers, but they're useful to turn one-time reader into lifetime fans. So somebody will have like read your book and then they'll like type your name, find your website, and then your goal is to keep that person like in your ecosystem. Um, so like, kind of consider that they know a little bit about you already. They just want to like get your next book or like, you know, see what your next series is or um, yeah, jump on your newsletter to hear about when your next book is going to be released. So they want to like, um, yeah, just kind of know more about you and make sure you know what that's going to be or like what you want to highlight and, um, and yeah, kind of like focus on that. Um, and then that should, that should really help. <laughs> Fantastic. And I think one of the words that gets thrown around a lot these days is SEO. And 
I don't know, like if you've hung around the internet, you know that SEO is a thing we should know about. (laughs) (laughs) But like, does it really matter? Like, should authors care about it? Like, why should we care about it? What do we need to do about it? Um, Yeah, like talk to me about SEO. Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because I do believe that authors don't need to worry about SEO as much as they think they do. Um, I think for SEO there, which, okay, I will start that SEO is search engine optimization. So it's your um, ability to be like found in Google or like Bing or whatever search engine people are using. So like you want these um, platforms to be able to like um, pop up your website when it's relevant. So like that's what optimizing your website for search engine means. Um, But yeah, I believe that it's not as important for fiction authors. I believe it is important for nonfiction authors because for nonfiction authors, you're like, you're answering kind of questions like in your your book and such um, or like educating on a topic and things like that. And having like a website that is optimized for that topic means that maybe people like come to your blog, kind of get an answer to like a question that they have. Um, and then when, if they want to know more, then they can buy your book. If you're a non, uh, sorry, a fiction author, um, most likely you're not getting the same kind of like traffic to your website. It's more people who've already read your book coming to your website um, after kind of, yeah, like knowing you a little bit. Um, so for those people, like for fiction author, I think the only thing that you really need to like um, rank for on social uh, on search engines is really like your author name and your book titles so you don't need to really optimize your website that much in terms of that um it will be pretty like obvious to google that like if you have a website called like you know your url is your pen name then like when somebody types that pen name like your website is going to be like the most relevant so as long as you keep things um like as long as your website is useful to your readers, like if they show up, like if it loads fast, if it's mobile friendly, if it has the right content in the right place, Google will like figure out that you are very relevant. Mm-hmm. So really like Google kind of knows um, if their people are happy, like if their users are happy. And so like, if you try to kind of like hack the system, like they will know, they will smell the bullshit and they won't like, they will penalize you for it. So just try to be like as useful to your readers as possible and you will eventually rank in Google. Like it will happen naturally. Mm. And like, I, I love that because I have always worried that I should be doing stuff for fiction or should be doing more um, like on the technical side for the fiction. So that is quite a reassurance. I'd never really thought yeah. about it in terms of like youth usefulness to the reader. But I suppose on that train of thought, um, a lot. I think there is a general awareness that if you're a nonfiction author, then you are producing content. Content marketing is the way forward. But like, yeah, should fiction authors be putting content on their website? And if they should, what kind of content should they be putting out? Do they just not need to worry about any content at all? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, personally, I don't believe that fiction authors need a blog. Like, I don't think you need to like. You know, they, some people will say that like blogging is good because your website keeps having kind of fresh content on it, but like fresh content is not as important as high quality content. So if you're just going to put a post about like how it was your cat's birthday last week, like I don't, that's not going to be useful for SEO or something like that. If like you like blogging and that's something that really like 
um, makes you happy, like absolutely keep doing it. But if you're doing it just for SEO, because somebody told you you have to do it, I think your time is better spent doing something else. Like updating your homepage is kind of like fresh content. So like you don't need a blog to do that. And really like the more useful your website is to your readers, then like you don't really need to keep a blog. Like if you have blogs that answer questions, like those are relevant. Like, you know, if you write nonfiction, then you can be like, you know, how to make my marriage better or something like that is answering a question. But if your blog is more like a news, like something that's happened recently, like a new book release, like maybe that's more better on like social media or your newsletter than your blog itself. It won't necessarily help with your SEO. Yeah, I think you will. I think there will be a collective sigh of relief from a lot of fiction authors listening yeah. to this. Like you're giving them permission to just focus yes, on you know, like the book, not anything else around it, which I yeah. think is fantastic. Um, yeah. All right. So like one last question then. What elements of branding do you think an author should consider when they set up their website? Um, when it comes to branding, I would probably start with like, making sure you have some kind of logo um it doesn't need to be very like fancy or anything like there are like so many free fonts on the internet you can just have like a text logo that is just recognizable kind of across your branding so like your newsletter your website like your inside of your book cover like inside of your book um if you want um but yeah so you can also hire like somebody to do that for you um but yeah just kind of getting like some kind of logo branding and then after that there are like kind of two things to think about together for website it's like colors and fonts those are usually the things that will turn a website from like kind of boring to like really awesome looking and like branded and things like that um so yeah like for fonts I say it really depends on your book genres you can get quite a bit of kind of info from maybe like your covers and such like if you hire like a cover designer like you know take the time to look at what they put on your cover and maybe reuse some of those um some of those fonts or styles of fonts like on your own website um I think keeping it kind of like neutral on your website is better like let your book covers shine kind of so if you have like really cursive fonts on your covers you don't need to have those all over your website you can have more simple fonts just um, yeah, like, like your covers shine basically. Um, for colors, kind of the same uh, purpose um, applies a little bit. Like I like to do um, kind of more neutral colors. So again, like your book covers are really the ones shining. Um, but yeah, based on like your branding, like maybe your logo, maybe if you hired like, yeah, like a designer, um, that person will uh, give you kind of a color palette, then you can reuse those on your website. Um, and yeah, I just recommend like not using too, too bright colors because sometimes it can really be intense on the computer. Um, it looks great on like a mini logo, but when it comes to like your whole screen, it looks like a little bit like boom in your face or something. Um, so just kind of like have nice neutral colors that really highlight um, your, yeah, your greatest assets, which are like your book covers. And yeah. Also, I wanted to mention that like this is something that I help my clients with, like at Novely. Um, if they don't know what colors they want or fonts they want, like I will pick them for them. And if they don't like it, then, you know, we'll change them and such. But um, I do help them find like a palette that they're happy with. So 
I love that. I think that's awesome. I absolutely love branding. So um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, even like, uh, and obviously podcast listeners won't be able to see, but for Ginny, <laughs> like she could see how much purple is in my office. So like, obviously <laughs> that, like I am, I am purple and black to my core. Um, all right. This is the Rebel Author Podcast. So tell everyone about a time you unleashed your inner rebel. I say, yeah, the time that I was the most rebel in my life is really when I decided to like start traveling full-time instead of like taking a full-time job um that was not what my parents expected they probably thought I would be back within like six months or something and then get a a job then and then instead I ended up traveling for six years and started my own business um so yeah I love that that. was quite yeah a different path (laughs) Six years is a long yeah. time. Did you go home at all yeah. in those six years? Uh, we did actually. We would, um, at the first like two, three years, we were kind of like always um, gone, maybe came back for like a couple weeks at the max. Um, but for the like last two, like three years, maybe we came back. And my boyfriend is from like one place, Saskatchewan um, in Canada. So we would spend like a little bit of time there um, helping. They have a farm. So we helped on the farm. And then we'd go visit my family for a couple months and then then we go traveling again. So we did the summers here in Canada and then the winters away because we can't handle Canadian winters anymore. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I uh yeah, I I am inspired and awed and tiny little bit jealous about all the travel. It's amazing. <laughs> um, all right, well, tell everyone where they can find out more about you and your services because like I don't know about listeners but I am like my brain is blowing from all of the amazing things that you have told me so I know people are going to want to come and find out about your service yeah so you can find me at uh, novelly.co um the .co is on purpose so just .co um yeah and really like all my stuff is there you'll be able to see like some websites that I've done previously like I owe I've not, I've not mentioned that yet, but um, we do like do on jars. Like I've done some like kind of thriller sites, some like romance sites and fantasy sites. Like it works for basically everything. Um, also, I like don't require a payment until you're 100% happy with the site. So even if you just want to try it, if you're not sure I can do it, like I'm pretty sure I can do it, but you can like not have to pay me until you're absolutely sure I can do it. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions, just like, send me an email via like my contact form that I have on the website and I'll be happy to like answer all your questions amazing well thank you so much for your time today and of course a gigantic thank you to all of the show's patrons if you would like to get early access to all of the episodes then you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash sasha black and of course thank you to everybody listening I'm Sasha Black, you are listening to Ginny Carmichael, and this was the Rebel Author Podcast. This week, I am joined by Inez Johnson, and it is a such a fun interview, and we're talking all about how to build yourself a six-figure business, an author business, I should say. Uh, yeah, I loved talking to Inez, and uh, so yeah, I, I hope you guys join me next week for that. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.